0: We're about to officially enter in to what we call the Christmas season. It starts with Thanksgiving. And I want to talk to you for a few minutes about the season we're in and why I believe that God does it the way he does it. We all know that Jesus was not born December 25th. Now, I've recently discovered that I've been wrong for a few years. Jesus was actually born March the 20th. I will, I'll prove that to you another day, but you got to come back. And I'm not going to tell you when I'm going to do it. Cause I don't want y'all to say, well, don't do it when I'm gone. Well, don't be gone. People say, why does God always move when I'm gone? Well, think about it. Never mind. That's your fault. We're entering into a season, uh, a Christmas season, and God always starts it off with thanksgiving. Let's read Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord. And always, again, I say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing. But in prayer and supplication with what? Thanksgiving. thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. Go to Romans chapter 1 now. Go to Romans chapter 1. Father God, help me do this to where it lines up in Jesus' name. Amen. I like my sermons to look like a train full of cars. I want everything to be in line headed down a track. When we hit the caboose, it's time to go home. All right. Romans one16 I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for so the Jew first and also the Greek. In it... The righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith as it is written to just live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Because what may be known of God is manifest in them for God has shown it to them. Let's stop there for just a second. There's three kinds of people on the earth. Number one. There are people who have never made Jesus Lord. They're not saved. The second group is people who have made Jesus Lord. They're born again. They love God and they obey God. There's actually a third group of people. There are those people who have known God and walked away. I'm going to make a statement to you. The third group is the worst group. Because in America, if we do not watch it, this is the greatest nation That's ever been on the earth since its inception. There's never been a nation. God has poured his blessing on more than the United States. We've known God. We got churches on every corner. We've had the greatest moves of God of any nation. We have more truth and revelation than anybody. You have forgotten more Bible than most of the world has ever heard. To walk away from it would be absolutely the most incredible thing to count the blood of Jesus as nothing and turn around and walk away. Yeah. This nation is in danger. Yeah. Now we're going to help turn that around. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Now, having said that, I'm going to show you why. I'm going to show you why there's a danger. You know, I'm fixing to read it to you. Um, let me see. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness And unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. Because what may be known to God is manifest in them. God showed it to them. For since the creation of the world. His invisible attributes are clearly seen. Being understood by the things that are made. Even his eternal power and Godhead. So they are without excuse. Or we are. Because although they knew God. They did not glorify him. Nor were they thankful. Now. Well, let's start off with the Thanksgiving season. Let me, let me share something with you. Thankfulness is what keeps your heart tender to God. Unthankfulness is what hardens your heart to God. Now, you can sit in church and become unthankful, and the Word of God will stop piercing your heart. There's people who do it. After they've been a Christian a while, they get up and walk out and they turn around and go back into the world that they came out of. Why did that happen? What happened to them? And I want you to do something. Make up your mind. It will never happen to me. All of your life, you need to learn To be thankful for what you have, not what you don't have, not when things are not going right, but you've got to learn to be thankful. Relationships, marriages are broken because one of the spouses or both of them stop being thankful for what they have. People leave churches. Because they stop being thankful. Nations crumble because the people stop being thankful. It is the catalyst that causes your heart to stay tender to God. Are you thankful or, or have you become unthankful? Are you grumpy, complaining? We have a season that we sit back and celebrate it. The only way to overcome a hard heart is with a thankful heart. Thanksgiving is a heart condition. Go with me now to 1 Corinthians 10.10. Turn to your neighbor and say, I think he's going to be doing a pretty good job today. And if not, we'll pray for him. First Corinthians 10 10. Now let's do something now and let's just pretend for a minute. Let's pretend like you're kid, kid, your children and you still haven't gotten old. You don't remember what it was like to pretend? <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember that. Well, then poke someone and all right, okay. You remember the children of Israel? God went down into Egypt and he took a group of his people that were slaves. He sent a man of God down to Egypt and went in and and literally messed with Pharaoh. Now, I'm going to tell you the story. You know, it says how how it says that, that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. No, it didn't. The word in the Hebrew is he strengthened Pharaoh's heart. Wait a minute, if he strengthened it. Pharaoh already had a bad attitude. And God went down there and said, you got a bad attitude? Well, then let's do something with this bad attitude of yours. I'm going to strengthen your resolve. I'm going to let the whole world know just how ugly you are. So he went down and picked the fight. That's what that means. It says, God hardened his heart. No, he went down there and he picked a fight. He drew a line of the dirt and said, Pharaoh, cross it, big boy. <laughs> so he went down there and he picked a fight with Pharaoh. And then the children of Israel, through a series of miracles, came out of Egypt and came out of bondage. We know the story. They came up to the Red Sea and the Red Sea was in their way. But God had another one. He just, he just had Moses stood there. You saw how they did it on TV. Was it Yul Brenner? Who was it? Who is it? Charleston Charleston Heston. I knew I knew you'd know. (laughs) Yule Brenner is a bald headed guy, ain't he? All right. We don't relate to him very well. (laughs) He stretched his rod out across the sea and the sea split. And you know one day we're gonna be in heaven. And we're going to go down to the local video store and say, I want to check that out. Bring it over to our house and we're going to have manna burgers and manna pretzels and, you know, and some good Jewish kosher pretzel food. And anyway, and sit around the house and have a little wine and say, y'all, let's watch this. I mean, y'all want to see that? I mean, it's in the archives up there. We're going to watch God. It says that he blew a cold wind and jailed it. That means it froze. Then the children of Israel walked over on dry ground and then Pharaoh thought, well, I think if they do that, I can do it. You can't do everything God can do. So they came in and next thing you know, their enemies drowned Children of Israel came out on the other side and they stood up on the bank and they said, where's the beef? And the first thing they started doing was complaining. I know nobody in here has ever complained about anything. We're not talking about you. We're talking about the children of Israel. Yeah. Look at this. Nor complain as some of them complained and were destroyed by a destroyer. How would you like to have been there? Watch God deliver you. Watch him split the Red Sea. Deliver you from your enemies. Stop you on the other side and go, there ain't no water over here. I think you just brought us over here to kill us. Started complaining against God, complained against the preacher. God knows nobody ever complains against the preacher today, but they did then. I've always been amazed how I can preach 51 good sermons and preach one bad one and people walk out. That's about absolutely ugly. Next year, I'm going to preach two bad sermons. I just want to see if I can clean the mess up sooner. Anyway, hallelujah. But it's amazing how they come to the other side and all of a sudden they want to kill Moses. Now what happened to them? The Bible says they had a hard heart. How could you go through all of that and still fuss about it? Thanksgiving is a time of the season that you and I should reflect on all that God has done. If anybody in this world should be thankful, it is an American. Now, for all of you young guys, now somebody's been trying to talk you into socialism, but let me help you out. You don't have to wait. I'll give you a one-way ticket to to Venezuela today. And you're going to lose about 20 pounds right off the bat because there ain't no food there. I mean, now, if you you don't want Venezuela, how about Cuba? We'll send you to Cuba. Oh, you don't like Cuba. What about Russia? We'll just send you to Russia. How about China? We'll send you to China. (laughs) As a matter of fact, since, since socialism has never worked once, why in the Sam Hill would you want it? Absolutely stupid. The best nation in the earth. And we got people right now complaining about it. I know nobody in here has ever done that. This is a season. This is a time of season now where you and I are supposed to start reflecting on what God has done. How would you like to have been in that group with the coming out of the Red Sea where the people came out and stood on the other side and they said, you know, now, now my favorite Christmas movie is The Grinch. Yeah. It used to be Charlie Brown till the Grinch came out. But I love, I love the end of the movie where the devil has stolen everything they had. And the people got out and sang in the Holy Spirit. Yahoo, Doris that's tongues. I don't know what language that is. What language is that? Do y'all know? Does anybody know what Yahudore is? But what does it mean? Well, we won't know because it's tongues. Am, I'm, come on, y'all. Let it live it up a little bit. Am I right? I mean, and the funny thing about it is, is, is all the denominational people are singing Yahoo Dore. And if they would just go Shandahara makatita they could keep on going. <laughs> but again, it's still my favorite movie because how true is it that things and stuff do not make you happy? I'm not saying I want to get rid of my stuff. You know what I hate to hear is a man complaining because the battery on his bass boat is not working and the battery on his jet ski has died and the battery in his second pickup truck has died. And his ba- Listen, if you, if you have five batteries, don't be whining. You have more than, you have four more cars than most people in the world. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, people come over here from overseas and they look at our wealth and they envy you. But they don't understand why you're always griping. Say, not me, Amen. Now it says, it says, don't complain as some of them complained and were destroyed. All these things happened to for as an example. Don't do what they did. The trip was only seven days. It took them forty years. That might be why you still got sand in your shoes right now. Maybe you complain a little too much. You know, now I'm going to pick on the kids again, just a little bit. When I was growing up, now it, it might be different now, but when I was growing up, if I walked in the kitchen and my mother cooked dinner and I said anything about it, she took the dinner back sent me to my room, and I could go hungry that night. Now, I don't know about what's happening today, but also my mother didn't. It was four kids. She didn't cook four meals for four kids. She cooked one meal for four kids, and you liked it or you didn't eat. Now, today we've got politicians, bless their darling hearts, they need prayer. Wanting to know what to do about America. I'm going to tell you what to fix America. Now, I'm just getting off subject just a minute, but I'll be back. Politicians can't fix what the belt used to. If you got a bad kid, the problem's at home, honey. Now, I don't know about you, but I sassed my mama once. My mother had bought a bullwhip for, for me at Six Flags Over, Texas, hanging on my wall. And one day she came in and she was having a conversation with me. And I looked at her and I said, and, sh- and so she spanked me. Didn't hurt. <laughs> and I looked at her in all of my 16 years of wisdom and I said, When you get done, please close the door, old woman. Oh. Yeah, I knew y'all like it. <laughs> <laughs> my mother got up on my wall and got my bullwhip down. <laughs> I had no idea that she could use it, <laughs> and she did. I learned a new word that way that day called yes, ma'am. Yeah. Never forgot it that day. She beat. Listen, they would send her to jail today for what that woman did to me. But how, am I, how did I turn out? Did I, Yeah, I probably needed it. Yeah, I never called her an old woman again the longest day I lived. She would give me that eye. Get the whip. Now, that's not my sermon. I just thought that y'all would like to know that I actually did a couple of things wrong in my life. But all that was before Jesus. Amen. All right. Now, we're talking about complaining and them being examples. Um, I want to go there. Thankfulness is a heart condition. Thanksgiving bonds friends. Unthankfulness breaks up relationships. I was talking about Lisa this morning, and um, you know, I could I could actually tell y'all the couple of things that I don't like. She's a legate. Legates have issues. But again, it wouldn't take me but a couple of minutes. I mean, there's not a lot of them, but I'm going to tell you right now. There have been a few times when I've had to straighten her out. Or I could go down another road and talk about uh, what a fantastic mom. She's probably one of the best mothers I have ever seen in my entire life. That That woman loves her children. And I mean, she's there for them, thick or thin, hell or high water. She's a fantastic mother. She's taught those boys, I mean, she has raised them in the nurture, in the admonition of the Lord. She's taught them to read their Bible, how to pray, how to walk with God, respect, how to treat girls. I mean, how, they, she's just a phenomenal woman. And as this church goes, she's a fantastic leader. You know, the books in this church are impeccable. They're dead on the money. She loses $5, she finds it. She doesn't steal. She doesn't lie. She doesn't cheat. When she's corrected, and she's been corrected, she always comes back if she's wrong and apologizes and changes. If you tell her she's wrong, she may not like it. We don't, but she'll change. I could sit here for the next hour and tell you all of the things that I love about my wife because I'm very thankful. It's a matter of what am I focusing on? I have a good wife. Relationships are kept intact because you're thankful for the people God put in your life. I thank God for y'all. I realize you're imperfect. Well, Crystal's perfect, but the rest of you guys. <laughs> I thank God for this church. I thank God for me. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. I'm glad I'm not perfect because you wouldn't be able to relate. Right. And who would you have to talk about? <laughs> and put on Facebook. <laughs> Unthankfulness destroys relationships. You can be thankful or you can be unthankful. You can be grateful or you can be ungrateful. You sit back and you start counting your blessings. I'm telling you something. You're not going to be ugly long. All right. We live in the greatest nation. Let me go back over here and read, a, read another scripture here. I'm trying to find it. Yeah. Eh. eh. I hate it when I can't find my scriptures that I had. I think it's Luke 10. Go to Luke 10 with me. The season we're in. Now, I'm going to say something right now, and, and don't buck it. It is a death cycle. Did you know that the fall of the year? Is a death cycle. Yeah, it is. I'm going to explain it to you in a minute. I'm going to show you why Thanksgiving is powerful. Luke 10, 17. This is it. This is what I wanted. Let's just just read verse 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that your spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your name is written in the land's book of life. You have no reason under this earth to ever have a bad day. All right, now let's talk about death for a minute. We're entering into a season, starting with Thanksgiving, that the earth goes into what we call a death cycle. Lisa just left for a few days and came back. Y'all didn't even know she was gone. She took um, Carrie with her niece, who's about the same age as she is because her sister's 10 years, 15 years older than her. And so they just went up to North Georgia to, to enjoy the, 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 the seasons. I, I grew up in Georgia. I, I tell you, fall is my favorite time of the year. I love fall because you go out and, the, and, the, and all of the trees are turning orange and yellow and, and, and all these beautiful colors. And there's a nip in the air, but, but it's, fall is just a wonderful time. But you understand that the earth is dying. That's, that's quite a statement, but yet I believe God put Thanksgiving in the time of the death cycle so that we would remember the things around us that are important, even though everything is dying. Now, let me say something to you, whether you like it or not, there will come a day when you will die. Now, now I don't know when that day will be for you, but, but. Everyone will die because, because you have to. Why? Because you can't be raised from the dead if you don't. We have a lot of people in this church we've done funerals for, and we miss them. There's people that we've done. There's people in this church, I miss them, but they're not dead. They're just not here. That's a part of life that we've got to just embrace. So let me look at another scripture real quick. John 12. Go to John 12 and let me read something to you now. When it starts getting cold outside, when it starts getting winter, when the the Christmas winds blow, all the leaves are dead, all the trees are bare, everything's going into hibernation. And the earth looks like it's dying around us. And it is. There is a reason for that. There are things in your life that need to die. Some of you have had stuff happen to you in your past. God is killing it. Because a new year's coming. So God wants us to use this Christmas season... As a time to celebrate not just death, but the fact that a new year's coming. Yes. All right, let's, let's read this. John 12:23. And Jesus said, "The hour has come that the Son of Man must be glorified. Most surely I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls in the ground and dies, it remains alone." But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it. He who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, my father, him will I honor. Why do we have thanksgiving in the fall? Because God wants you to focus on what's important and not on what's not important. There's always something wrong. There's always something to be upset about. There's always something dying. There's always something going bad. And God wants you to celebrate in the middle of stuff not working. In everything, give thanks. He wants you to focus on being thankful, even though you might be in a season of your life right now where everything is not going right. Amen. That's right. I've had seasons. I mean, you know, we think I got born again. Why did everything happen? I wish. I'm going to tell you. I have been through stuff since I've been saved. And I wouldn't wouldn't go through it again if you gave me $10 million. I wouldn't go through it. But I will tell you this when I got out of that season of my life, God had taken me to a place that I could not have gone through had not I gone through a death cycle. Now, a lot of people don't like to hear preaching like that. I don't know why the Lord did it to me. Well, he didn't do it. But he's going to take something that's killing you. Now, let me tell you something right now. Back in the days of the Roman Empire, whenever someone murdered someone, they took the dead man they killed and they tied him to the man that did it. And as that man rotted... He killed the man that he was tied to. So there's people walking down the street with a dead man on the back. And the gangrene and the maggots on that dead man are eating the living man. There are things that are in your life right now. And they're eating your life up. And God has declared a death sentence. He wants to kill it so he can bring you out of that into a place you have never been in your life. Let me ask you a question. Jesus' greatest feat of faith was to trust God on the cross. Can you? Can you trust God when everything does not look like it's going the way you think it should be? Can you bow your knee and say, not my will, but yours? Are there things in your life that God wants to take you into a death cycle so he can bring you out? I I don't like it. When I first took this church, I had no idea how stupid I was. God doesn't tell you. And I mean, it was rough on me. But I needed, there was things in my life that needed to go to the cross. I had attitudes that had to die. I had things in me that God had to take them and lay them on the altar and kill it. Come on, y'all. This is, Thanksgiving is a season for you to count it all joy. In it count it all joy. When everything is going bad, count it all joy. You might have entered into a death cycle but you're coming out on the other side. After death, there is always a resurrection. You put a seed in the ground, you let that thing die, it is coming back stronger than it's ever been before. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. You're coming back next year. Next year is the best year you have ever had in your life, hallelujah we're entering into a death cycle and God wants you to be thankful in it all the way through it sit around at thanksgiving and say thank you Jesus your relatives are going to be griping, they're going to be complaining, you sit around and say hey, 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 not me baby My marriage is better than it's ever been. Well, we've been through some stuff, but we didn't quit. We decided to stay thankful in the middle of it. Now, would I go back through it again, uh uh-uh, no, no. You know, y'all talk about the good old days when you were young, Uh uh-uh, I will never be that stupid again. I ain't never going back to being dumb as a rock. And you young people, we're praying for y'all. Thank you. Because you might think that we over the hill. Well, let me tell you something. You are right. We on the other side of it and we conquered that hill. And we got brains on top of our brains. I told a young person one time I said, You don't know what you don't know. But I know what you don't know. And if you hung around me, you'd be smart. Next time you get in trouble, come to me and say, Pastor Morgan, help me right now. That's, that's wisdom. Don't say, I got, it. I got it. Yeah, I know you do. Hey, hey, hey. I'm glad God's a good God and we'll see you on the other side. All right, okay. Now the next thing, <laughs> the next thing that we need to talk about is the fact that following Thanksgiving is Christmas. Go to John chapter 1. I love Christmas. I, lo- I love, but there's more to Christmas. I can't say it in English. There's more to Christmas than giving gifts. And I want to read it to you. This is so powerful. Now, let me, let me just read it. I got, I'm going to get excited about I'm going to get beside myself. 1-6, there was a man sent from God. His name was John. This man came as a witness to bear witness to the light and that all might believe. He, he John's not the light. He was sent to bear witness of light. That's the true light, which gives light to every man that came in the world. And he is in the world, Jesus. And the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. And he came to his own, and his own did not receive him. The next part of the Christmas season is for us to recognize God walked among us. There's nothing more powerful about Christmas that God came here as a man. Everybody want to know what he was like. You can pick up a book and find out what he's like. And the thing that makes Christmas powerful is not the gifts, but that you can now know God. You can know God. God. He came to us. Every religion on the world, they have to get to God. Our God came to us. And walked among us, took on humanity so we could touch him, feel him, talk to him, and look and see exactly what he is like. That's what Christmas is all about. So we're going from a time of thanksgiving into a time of knowing God more intimately than we've ever known God. He said, without me, you can do nothing. I mean, it says in Isaiah, don't go over there, um, Isaiah um, 9, 6. To, unto us a son is given. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. The fact that he became a man, but he never stopped being God. What the, that's, that's when the most powerful, next to Jesus down on the cross, the fact that, that there was a season that God walked among us, and still does. Okay, that's what makes Christmas Christmas. We're going from Thanksgiving right into the Christmas season, and then we're going to head into another season. It's called the new year. After you've gone through your death cycle thanking God, after you've been reintroduced to walk with God, God's going to take you in to a brand new time of your life. All of this death cycle is headed toward what I said well while ago, the best year of your life. Yes, I want you to think about that just a minute. Can you get happy right now about what's coming by faith? All right, all right. Now, let me read a scripture right here. Isaiah 43, 18, pop it up there, and I'm going to read it from this little book. Because it says it in the message Bible. Now listen. After Thanksgiving, Christmas. After Christmas. We turn around and God's going to take the whole end of this year. And take us into a brand new year. Now listen to what he's saying to you right now. This is a message to you. Forget about it. Forget about what happened. Don't keep going Over old history. Mm -hmm. Be alert. Be present. I'm about to do something brand new. It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road for you through the desert and rivers in the badlands. Now look at it on the screen. Don't remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Is that? keep Keep going. Keep going. I think there's more to that. Behold, I'll do a new thing. It, now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I'll even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Wow. Uh, listen, li- come on. Listen, listen. We're entering into the Christmas season. Yes. This season, God is taking everything that's ever happened to you. And he's taking it through a death cycle. But while you're in this cycle, you're going to do it with thanksgiving in your heart. You're going to come out in the beginning of next year. And everything that was attached to you will be off of you and gone. And nothing is going to stop you from where God is about to take you. Whatever held you down, whatever bound you up, whatever prayers you were praying, whatever things were a hindrance to you, God is about to cut you loose from all of that. We go from glory to glory to glory. All right, I'm going to read it one more time because I could read this about a 100 times and get happy every time. Forget about it forget about what happened forget about it forget about it it's not affecting you anymore so it was bad it's over with forget it it's last year Oh, old things are new that's not a one time thing I was born again and all things became brand new honey I love mornings because yesterday was bad and I just love waking up and his mercies are new every morning well, if they're new every morning, could it be that they're going to be new next year? Yes. All right, let's read it again. Let's read. It. Forget about what happened. Listen, don't keep going over it in your mind. It's old history. Don't talk about it anymore. Stop. Stop complaining about how bad it was. You know, if you ever got rid of complaining, Nashville would die. <laughs> your pickup truck would start running, your dog would come home, and your wife would come back. <laughs> now, y'all heard the story about the, the man that was riding down the highway in Tennessee, and, and he was doing about 80 or 90 miles an hour on the back road. And the state trooper, he went flying by him, the state trooper got behind him. He was in a Mercedes Benz and he was out cruising the countryside and the trooper turned his lights on and the man sped up. (laughs) And he got up to 100. And the trooper's like, what's with this guy? All of a sudden he gets up to 120, 130, 140. And the trooper's like, I mean, he's thinking, my God, what's wrong? He's going to run out of gas soon. I'm going to stay here. What's What's with this man? Finally, the man pulls over and the state trooper gets out. He is mad. As I... He walks up and he says, sir, if you can give me one reason why you sped up when I got behind you, I'm going to let you go. Oh, yeah. one, good reason. one good reason. He said, well, officer, last week my wife ran off with a state trooper. Oh. I thought you were bringing her back. okay brother (laughs) y'all gotta laugh sometimes y'all just (laughs) I'm about to do something brand new Everybody say brand new. new. Come January 1st, 1st, he makes all things new. What is he asking you to do right now? He's asking you by faith to thank him through this season. We start off with Thanksgiving. Are y'all ready to start thanking God for the fact that he can make everything new again? It's bursting out. Don't you see it? There it is. I'm making a road through your desert and a river in your bad land. In everything, give thanks. You know, joy and thanksgiving is a spiritual force. There's something about being thankful That causes everything around you to change. Listen to me. I've been through stuff. Anybody in here, you ever been through stuff? You you serious? I've been, I've I've had times when I've cried myself to sleep. Uh, Years ago when I lived in Tulsa, I cried so much, I ran out of tears in my tear ducts but God turned it around. I've had times when I'm laying in the hospital and they said, you're gone. All I could do was worship God. And he turned it around. And I've had times when the bank came to me and said, we're foreclosing on everything. And I had no money. Just lost a quarter of a million dollars. Everything I own is going back. And he turned it around. If he did it then, can he do it again? If he ever did anything for you, can he do it again? We're not talking about, he said, in everything, in everything, not for everything. He didn't say thank God for the problem. He said, you thank him in that problem. If the children of Israel had just started thanking God when they came through the Red Sea, it had been a seven-week, seven-day journey not 40 years. If you have sand in your sandals, you might want to start thanking God. This, Listen to me. This one little thing, he said, pray with all prayer with Thanksgiving. That's not a day. It's a lifestyle. I never go to bed at night since the day I got saved. I've never closed my eyes without thanking God that my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that Jesus lives on the inside of me and that he's taught me what I know. And I thank him for what I have. If, if you've never been poor, you don't know what I just said. If you never grew up, I grew up with no AC and a house with no heat. If you don't understand that, you will never understand What I'm talking about. But I've had times when everything I owned was broken. The car was broken. The battery was bad. The transmission slipped. The rear end slipped. And I didn't have a job. I mean, it was just bad. But I'm not there now. But I also know that I could let it slip if I start complaining. God don't like no grumpy. He don't like no grumpies. Father God, thank you. You Y'all ready to do a little thanking? You're ready to start thanking God. Come on, Father God, we thank you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Jesus dying on the cross. If you're here today and you've never made Jesus Lord, it would be a good time to do it. Thank you, Heavenly Father. You said in everything. Father, there's people in this room right now that are going through some stuff. And the answer to the problem is to start thanking you in the situation because they can't fix it. Say this with your mouth. My best days are ahead of me. By this time January, everything, everything will be new and everything will be better and everything will be different. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. From now on. I'm going to start thanking you in the situation. I'm going to rejoice in it. I'm going to count it all joy. And I'm going to let some stuff die because it's coming back. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this powerful message by Pastor Daryl Morgan. We hope it blesses you. If you would like more info on Word of Life, sermons, and free downloads, please go to wordoflifeapopka.com. Thank you and have a blessed day.